Good evening. This is Wednesday night, March the 3rd. I pray that you and your family are doing well. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church in this time of devotion and prayer. Before we go on with the devotion tonight, I'm thankful that this Saturday, March the 6th, will be our fifth annual Devoted Women's Conference. God has blessed this conference so much through the past years, and even though this year is going to be different, it will be virtual, we know that God's hand is still on it, and we're thankful that there is no expense to you. If you have not signed up yet, join hundreds of other women who have already signed up, and we are grateful that some of you have even uh, welcomed other women into your home for a watch party or for a devoted gathering. And so we just pray that God is going to bless this conference this weekend. And at this time, my wife, Kelly, is going to share a, a special word about why we do the Devoted Women's Conference. So listen to this video from Kelly. I'm Kelly Lester, the founder and chairman of the Devoted Conference. Have you ever wondered why we do what we do? It all boils down to one thing. We want to share the power of a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. We want you to know how much Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you as you are, but he also loves you too much to leave you that way. I know this because his love continues to transform my own life. We simply want you to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's it. That's our why. One of the ways that we try to do that is by creating ministry events that foster a welcoming environment so that all women, regardless of their age or stage in life, can experience Christ's love and the power that that love can have in their own lives. We know this because we have experienced that life-changing power in our lives. With that being said, we invite you to join us for this year's Devoted Conference. You can register before or after the March 6th conference release date. This year's digital format gives you the driver's seat in how, when, and where you experience the conference. So go to devotedconference.org and sign up for free today. Thank you, Kelly, so much for sharing. And, and it is our goal that women and families would come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and Christians would have their hearts renewed and, and families would be restored. We just pray God is going to move in a mighty way. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's hard to believe that Easter is just right around the corner. And as I've been praying for God's direction for Easter, and I've been asking God to prepare my heart, I've been searching for his wisdom and his will about where to go with sermons. As I've been praying, God laid on my heart the seven last words of Christ. You remember when Jesus was on the cross, he shared seven last words or seven last sayings. Through the years, we've done several sermon series about these words. We've called them words to live by or real words or or challenging words, but however you want to describe them, they're very important for us today. They're as relevant 
as, and in, as important today as they were when Jesus said them over 2,000 years ago. But if you have your Bible, would you turn with me tonight to Luke chapter 23, and we'll begin reading with verse 32. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lights. Some believe that some of the most honest words that people ever speak are the words they share before they die. Some have even said that out of all the words that we utter in our lifetime, it is the words that are shared on our deathbeds that seem to make the most sense. And through the years, maybe you've experienced loved ones sharing last words to you. Maybe you've witnessed friends, or, or we see through the years some famous people that uh, their last words have been recorded. President Dwight Eisenhower said, I'm ready to go. I want to go. God, take me. Singer-musician Bob Marley said, Money can't buy life. Think about comedian Bob Hope said when his wife asked him where he would like to be buried, he said, surprise me. And then we think about Beatle George Harrison saying, love one another. So many last words that we've heard and so many last words that we've experienced from people that we do love. And maybe right now you're remembering some that were spoken to you. But in our scripture today, we pick up where Jesus had already been um, set before three bogus trials and a fourth by a people's court, and he had been condemned to die. Jesus was the only perfect person ever to live. Jesus was a threat to the religious leaders of the day because Jesus was not teaching and preaching the law, but he was teaching and preaching love. He was not teaching a religious formality, but having a relationship with him and to have a relationship with God the Father. And, and Jesus went as an innocent man after being beaten and bruised and scourged and spat upon. He would be crucified on an old Roman cross where he would suffer, bleed, and die. The worst form of death was execution on a Roman cross. It was the worst kind of execution devised for humankind. And to make matters even worse and to make it even more humiliating, Jesus, the only perfect person, the innocent, 
was hung between two guilty criminals or two guilty thieves. And it was there while he was on the cross that Jesus would begin to share these life-changing, life-giving, challenging words for all those who would hear and for you and for me. And if we lean in close today, like we would a loved one maybe sharing their last words, we can hear these words of truth that would speak to our hearts. And maybe you're continuing to suffer from this pandemic. You're experiencing health issues. You're battling depression and anxiety. Maybe you're having relationship struggles, financial issues. Maybe you're battling ill will that you have towards someone. Maybe you've been treated unfairly. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've been ready to throw up your hands and, and say, forget it. It's, it's just not worth it. Maybe you're at the end of the rope. However you feel tonight and whatever you're experiencing, I want you to know how much God loves you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I pray that you would be encouraged. Tonight we begin looking at these last seven words or phrases that Jesus spoke from the cross. Sunday we will continue, and that's what we'll do over the next seven services on Wednesday night, Sunday, Wednesday night, Sunday, all the way right up into, until Palm Sunday. And so tonight, as we look at these words that Jesus shared from the cross, we see in verse 34 that he said, Father, that's the first word tonight, Father. And it's my prayer that we too would go to the Father for whatever it is we're going through, whatever we're experiencing that we would go to the Father. We saw that Jesus went to his Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. We see Jesus' humanness when he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, that place where he would go there on the Mount of Olives, where he would go to pray and talk with his Heavenly Father. And you remember in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, Jesus said to his father, he said, Father, if it is possible, take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Yet not my will, your will be done. That was a very intimate, a very personal, and for us when we read it, a very painful time. Father, Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not my will, but what you will or your will be done. And the cup he was referring to was the cross. It was the cup of suffering that he was going to drink for you and for me. And so Jesus would go to the Father. We know also that Jesus taught his disciples and us to go to the Father. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus 
said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven. He taught his disciples to pray by going to the Father. He teaches us to pray by going to the Father. <clears throat> Maybe you've heard me share through the years that when I think about going to the Father, not only do I think about going to my heavenly Father, but I think about all the times in my life I would go to my earthly Father. I can just name um, so many times where I would go to my Father when I was afraid. I would go to my earthly Father uh, when I would run out of gas. And that happened many times when I was 16 and just got my license. Or I'd go to my father when I locked my keys in the car, needing help to get into the car. I would go to my father when I needed money to maybe go out or to do something. I, I would go to my father when I wanted him to watch me shoot free throws out in the driveway or or to get his um, opinion on what I ought to do or to get his advice on dating relationships or on girls. And I wish through the years I would have listened to him a whole lot more, but I'm grateful that, that everything worked out and I give God the glory uh, for my beautiful wife. But I think about all the times that I went to my dad seeking his wisdom, his godly counsel, and I trusted what my father would tell me. And that's what we should do with our heavenly father. Jesus was on the cross, bleeding and dying and suffering with the crown of thorns pressed in on his brow. And yet he went to his father, father. And I pray tonight that we would go to the father. I think about what Jesus said in John 5, uh, verse 9. He said, I tell you the truth. Actually, excuse me, verse 19. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. And so we follow the lead of Jesus as he followed the lead of his father. And so when we're suffering, when we're in pain, when we're afraid, when our situation seems bleak or hopeless and we find ourselves at the end of the rope, we go to the Father. But then secondly, the second part of verse 34, he said, Father, then Jesus said some of the most powerful words that we as Christians, or if you're longing to be a follower of Christ, a Christian, some of the most powerful words that we could ever hear or experience or apply to our lives. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Those are some powerful, powerful words that so many times we struggle with in our lives, to be able to forgive those who have wronged us. And when he said, Father, forgive them, who is the, who is the them that he's talking about? Father, forgive them. Was it the 
religious leaders of the day, the chief priests and the teachers of the law? Was he referring to the Roman soldiers who were casting lights for his robe or his garment? Was it the Roman executioner who had nailed the stakes into his hands and his feet and placed the crown of thorns on his brow? Was the forgive them referring to the other criminals and the crowd that were mocking him? Was the father forgive them referring to you and me and the disobedience that we've shown him and those who would not follow him? I think all the above apply to when he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I think about what, uh, out of the book, How to Live Through a Bad Day, Dr. Jack Hayford had shared. He said, the key to forgiving those, or actually he said, forgiving those who assailed you is the key of not being permanently victimized. Once again, forgiving those who assail you is the key to not being permanently victimized. And that's easier said than done. So many times we hold on to that unforgiveness. We hold on to that bitterness. We hold on to that anger. We hold on to those painful feelings. And many times people that have hurt us have, have already moved on, but yet we're the ones that hold on and we're the ones that suffer as a result. Uh, that's something that my wife Kelly shared uh, in a video uh, that she made for the Devoted Conference. When we have unforgiveness in our hearts and lives, it's like us drinking poison hoping that the person who hurt us is going to suffer or die from it when it's only hurting us. And so tonight it's so important that we would learn how to forgive. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, For if we forgive those who sin against us, then our heavenly Father will forgive our sins. But if we do not forgive those when they sin against us, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us of our sins. So it's pretty clear to me that if we want God the Father to forgive us, then we have to forgive others. <clears throat> right now you're thinking about someone, I know, maybe it's a, a brother or a sister, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's a former friend, maybe it's someone that, that hurt you and it was unjustified, it was so unfair and you didn't deserve to be treated the way you were treated. Maybe it's a former employee that fired you, maybe it's a Christian a brother or sister who hurt you and but it's so important that we release the offender and we forgive them. And uh, I think it'll be a heavy load lifted off of us. And we think about if Jesus can do it, we can too. And think about what Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.32, Be kind 
and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as in Christ God forgave you. So we must pray tonight that we can be kind and compassionate to people and forgive them just as Christ forgave us. I was talking to my one of my brothers recently, my brother Terry, and, and I forgot the exact context that we were talking that day, what we were talking about, but I do remember sharing these words that Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do know, did not know what they're doing. And, and my brother Terry said, yes, that, that's so true. But he said, unfortunately, sometimes there are people who know exactly what they are doing and they intentionally try to hurt us. But yet our responsibility as Christians is we have to forgive them whether they know what they are doing or they don't know what they are doing. What a great example that Jesus set for you and for me. And tonight, as we enter into a time of prayer and as we hear these powerful words from Christ, I pray that you would let go of that anger or resentment or bitterness that you have towards someone. Maybe it's an ex-spouse or, or maybe it's a a father or a mother or a, a step-parent or a step-brother or sister or, or someone your family divided uh, when the will was read and, and you didn't get what you thought you deserved. But I pray tonight that you would just let go. And if Jesus, after experiencing what he went through for you and me, can forgive, then may we be challenged tonight to forgive those who have wronged us or hurt us, even unjustly. So I hope tonight that you have been encouraged that we would all be challenged to uh, forgive just as God has forgiven us and as Jesus so beautifully modeled and demonstrated as he was on the cross. Tonight, as we enter into a time of prayer, we certainly want to remember the devoted Women's Conference, Devoted and Driven, is the theme this year, and, and ask that God would anoint all of the speakers and musicians and anoint all of you who will be watching. And again, if you haven't signed up, there's still time to do so. It's, it's a free conference. I'm so gracious to the church for uh, taking care of the expenses during this pandemic, and so we give thanks to God for that and so you can watch this at no cost to you invite people to watch it with you also we want to remember in prayer those who have lost loved ones we pray for carolyn wilhoyt and the loss of one of our fine members dave wilhoyt we pray for gary penn and the loss of his wife elaine we remember a young man in our uh, student ministry uh, Truett Miller, who was in a bad ski accident, who uh, is going through surgery uh, even today, and we pray for him that the surgery would go well after uh, suffering a serious injury. We pray for so many of you who are going through health issues or recovering from COVID or recovering from surgeries or and so uh, we're just going to, at this time, we're going to go to the Father 
just as Jesus did. Won't you uh, go to the Lord in prayer with me? Abba, Father, we come to you because we know nowhere else to turn. Thank you for being our strength and for being our redeemer. Thank you for being an ever-present help in time of trouble. And uh, Father, I just pray tonight, just thanking you and praising you that you are so faithful. Even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of this terrible virus, even in the midst of our depression, our anxiety, our fear, our financial problems, our addictions, our, our relationship struggles, our work issues, or Father, our challenges with the virtual learning and then going back or on hybrid schedules or, or Father, working from home, uh, going to church, how we've had to do church, all these things, God, it's been overwhelming, but you've been faithful through it all. So thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we're mindful of this text that we shared, that we would forgive, release some people that have hurt us tonight. Father, whoever it may be, you know who they are. May we maybe even share that burden out loud. We'd lift up their name and say, God, I give this person to you. I give this pain to, to you, Father. I, I ask, Lord, that, that you would just forgive them and that I would forgive them, Lord. And, and I pray in doing so, we would all experience a peace, a peace that passes all understanding. So help us to forgive, God, as you have forgiven us. And Father, if there's someone watching tonight and they've never confessed their sin to you and asked for your forgiveness and invited you to come into their heart to be their Lord and Savior, may this be the night of salvation for someone that they would pray a simple prayer saying, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could pray a prayer much like that in their own words, then they could begin this lifelong eternal journey of living with Jesus. Father, I pray that if there are Christians who have grown cold in their faith and, and they've become complacent and comfortable during this season that we're going through, God, spur in them new life and, and rekindle the flame that they would uh, light a fire, Father, uh, for Jesus once again and let their light shine and bring them back to church and may they hunger after you and desire you, thirst after you and thirst after your word and to pray and to share their faith and invite people to worship. Oh God, just uh, renew in us, Father, fan the flame and just uh, help us, Lord, to, to be the best we can be for you. And Father, we just pray for all these needs for those who have lost loved ones, be with the Will Hoyt family and the Penn family and comfort them. And Lord, as I'm just praying, I, I, we just got word that Madeline Perkins lost her twin sister. So we pray for her and her 
sister's family, the Sutherland family, and comfort them. And Father, I pray again for uh, Truett Miller that you would be with this young man and, and pray that his surgery would be successful and that there would be no complications and you would bring healing. And Father, for others on our prayer list, as folks receive the the prayer list tonight, we lift all of them up. And Lord, I, I know when I mention names, inevitably I leave someone out, but Father, we lift up all those requests and ask that you would bring healing and comfort and strength. And God, we have people that have been living in pain with back issues or or Father, people, people suffering. Uh, Father, as they go through treatments, oh God, bring healing, we pray, and give them peace. And Father, we do pray for the devoted women's conference that it would be maybe the best one yet that many women would come to Christ or renew their faith or their families would be restored and hope would be given. And Father, we're just thanking you in advance for the victories you're going to bring this Saturday. And Father, we pray for Sunday service that your Holy Spirit would be thick for those in this place and for those who watch virtually. And that Father, soon people will feel comfortable to come back to church as they get their vaccines, and and Father, as they uh, feel more comfortable coming, oh God, we know you're in control and your hand has been upon this church and you continue to provide and, and take care of us and we give you all the glory. So just help us, oh God, tonight and continue to be with our nation and our leaders, our president and vice president and governor and and our mayor and and local officials, oh God, bless our teachers and administrators, and and Father, bless all of our students, and keep them safe, and give them wisdom and direction, and Father, continue to bless this church, that we would always be a lighthouse on this hill, drawing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and Father, we just love you so much, and we thank you for loving us so much that you would die for us on the cross and we give you all glory tonight god in the strong name of jesus christ we pray amen i want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight i pray that you are encouraged i invite you to join us this sunday we have an 8 30 service and 11 o'clock for in person Right now, we're still taking reservations, but we're hoping in the near future, we are going to do a trial maybe to do away with the reservations and, and allow folks to come. But we're going to monitor and continue to pray about that and, and try to, to open up some other areas of ministry so we can try to get back to more normal circumstances, even though things still aren't normal. Uh, we are still very much uh, praying and, and trusting in the Lord that he's going to guide us in what we need to do. Thank you for your prayers, for your patience, for your love and your support. And I'm thankful tonight that one of our students, Ellie Baker, who has been uh, such a blessing as she sings, is going to share with us a beautiful song. I appreciate Ellie using her talents for the Lord. 
And then, uh, again, thank you so much for watching tonight. Don't forget how much God loves you and, and how much we love you. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. See you.